Hello, everyone, and welcome to and let's be heard for Wednesday, December twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. Only a few days left in twenty twenty one. What are you gonna be doing New Year's Eve? What are you gonna be doing New Year's Eve? Anything special? Are you going to the New York City limited New York City ball drop with your vaccine passport in hand? With your vaccine passport and your mask on your face, mask on face, vaccine passport in hand, Times Square, out in the open in public. Are you doing that? Or will you be here in San Francisco for the fireworks? Oh, wait a minute. No, you won't be. Because today, San Francisco canceled their annual New Year's Eve fireworks show. They canceled the fireworks show. On the same day that 20,000 screaming fans watch the Warriors play basketball indoors, they've canceled an outdoor event that wouldn't get anywhere near that many people. Science, baby. It's science. You see, but those indoor events where the tickets are like $195 average, $200 average per piece, they go. Because if you try to stop those, then you got money problems, baby. You see, you got money issues, you got corporations, but in a free event where people can go and actually maybe enjoy the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022, because 2022 is going to be so much better, right? Because they told us 2021 was going to be so much better than 2020, and it was about 35,000 times worse. So I don't know. But you know what? People want to have a good time after two years of this total mishigas, unmitigated mishigas for two fucking years. They want to have a good time. No, but they can't. But London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco here, she can go out and Tony, Tony, Tony it up. She can feel the spirit without her masks, letting spit come out of her mouth into her friends' faces anytime she wants. But you can't go to an outdoor fireworks show that will last 25 minutes. You can't hang out with your friends and enjoy a fireworks show for 25 minutes. Yet London Breed will go indoors into a small venue with no mask, cheering and spitting for hours, no problem, because she's the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed. 20,000 fans can sit inside, inside an arena, for three hours screaming and yelling. 50,000 fans can sit outside in a stadium screaming and yelling. But a few hundred people, maybe a few thousand at the most here in San Francisco, can't enjoy a 25-minute fireworks show once a fucking year. Because science, baby. Science, science, science. Mad Remember that movie? Mad science. That's what this is. This is the Democrats' mad science. Fauci and Biden's mad science. Was that the one... Oh, weird science, not mad science. Weird science, like the 80s are fading away, fading away. Um, My childhood is gone. Uh, Weird science, weird science. That's where the woman appears, right? They make the woman, the two kids, the two teenage kids, make this gorgeous woman appear. Hey, why is that weird science, baby? That's good science. The Democrat science is weird science. What could we do? We could do a remake of Weird Science, but we can make Fauci disappear. Instead of a hot woman appearing, we can make this old shriveled up bastard disappear. How's that? Much better. 
and let London breed, and Kathy Hochul and the Avenusim disappear with them forever. Okay, so I arrived back from, yes, yeah, so there'll be no San Francisco fireworks celebration, and the New York City fireworks celebration will be limited to people with vaccine passports and masks, and even at that, they won't allow usual capacity outdoors in the freezing cold, fresh air. Fresh, cold, healthy, outdoor air. Which would be the same here in San Francisco because it's colder than New York right now. I live among lunatics. I live among the lunatics. The lunatics. Lunatics who know nothing about medicine or science and only know narrative. Only know fear, paranoia, neurotic hysteria. That's all they know. Science and medicine don't matter. These people don't matter at all. Common sense out the fucking window. They don't care. They don't care. I'm back in San Francisco and I'm back to being angry. So I fly today from San Diego. Luckily, my flight was one of those that were not canceled due to fully vaccinated airline staff getting COVID. Fully vaccinated airline staffers getting COVID. Fully vaccinated and boosted airline staffers getting COVID. Mine went off Southwest Airlines, the Greyhound of the Airways. Everyone is in a wheelchair or 500 pounds. That's nasty, but kind of true. 60% true. 63% true. But anyway, went off without a hitch. Without a hitch. Went off fine. We did okay. Quick flight, maybe an hour and 15 minutes in the air. And, uh, of course, they had to announce in that hour and 15 minutes. Well, you know, I shouldn't exaggerate. Flights I've taken on other airlines before this, they must have, in a two-hour flight, they must have mentioned mass 20 times. The pilot does it, and the co-pilot does it, then the stewardess does it, sorry, flight attendant does it, then the other flight attendant does it, and the third flight attendant does it. They all have to make the, I guess that's the rule, they all have to make the announcement once, at least, minimum. It's probably once, minimum, and then if they really are into it, they can do it as many times as they want. But this flight, it was really only at the beginning. Yes, the pilot came on and did his thing. Why can't I have the pilot that says, let's go, Brandon? I want that pilot. I want the Let's Go Brandon pilot. All I get are the pilots who do the, the rote, wear your mask, you got to wear a mask, don't eat too long, don't drink too long, wear a mask. But the flight attendant, I can tell, you can often tell which ones are like really gung-ho with this stuff and which ones are like, I'm over it. And it's, it's a tough job. Who wants to enforce this crap? Who wants to enforce voodoo medicine? Really, if you, you're enforcing voodoo medicine, you might as well do a rain dance. It's ridiculous, but they have to do it or they get fired. And, uh, you know, if they, I think if they even have someone on board, I don't know if they, you know, some of those, what they call air marshals, but that's usually for terrorism. But I think if they have someone on board, uh, you know, uh, undercover from the airline and they observe people not wearing masks and the, air, and, the, and the flight attendants not saying anything, they can actually fine the flight attendants. I think that might be true. She made something about it's a hundred and something dollar fine for her, so I'm guessing that's what she meant. But she made one announcement at the beginning, and you can tell she was over it. 
You can tell. Because she didn't say, she said, well, this is what stuff we have to do right now. For now, we have to do it. You know, it wasn't like, she didn't say do it for your protection or do it to protect each other. Sometimes they do that. Now, they could be also reading off a script, but sometimes I think they just add it on because they believe in it. She didn't say it. And if it was in the script, she didn't read that part. She said, well, we have to do it now. This is nothing else we can do about it. You could tell she was over it, which was refreshing. It really was refreshing. And, you know, I, I think there were times when she just let it, let it slip. If someone didn't have the mask on and wasn't eating, I don't think she was a Nazi about it. So it was, that was kind of refreshing. But you really can tell which ones are really into it and which ones aren't. I've been on flights where I've had my mask off. Especially sitting in first class sometimes. Yeah, I do go first class from time to time. Um, and uh, Which is the only way to travel, by the way, for my elitist privileged perch. But I've been, there have been many times where they haven't said anything. And then there was a couple of times where they constantly, it's just, you know, it depends on the person. It depends on a flight attendant. I had one who, uh, when I was in, the, in in regular cabin, main cabin, kept on bothering. Well, you know, I put it on, and I put it on, and then once I had to blow my nose for a second, she says, put it up on your nose, you know, and then there was uh, a time where, you know, they didn't have the right one on, I had something with, you know, it was, it was a cotton instead of latex, I don't know what the hell it was, but I had to use one of theirs, uh, and those horrible medical ones, which are disgusting, I don't know what they put on those, polyurethane, where do they spray on that crap? I can't imagine breathing that in for two years. I will not use those medical masks. I won't use it. I won't, I, you know, doctors use it for short periods of time. Nurses use it for short periods of time, up until COVID. And I think a lot of them are using N95. Those medical masks, those blue ones with that crap on them. What, are, what is that crap? Does anyone know? I certainly don't want to breathe it in. It's sprayed with something. Anyway, which cannot be safe to breathe in constantly for two years. People who have to work eight to ten hour shifts five days a week and wear those things forever. So it wasn't a bad flight all in all. It wasn't a bad flight all in all. I had discussion on Twitter with someone about the TSA and how that's as useless as, as these COVID regulations. And he said, well, that was a terrorist attack, so he feels okay doing that. But you know what? It was a terrorist attack twenty over 20 years ago. And... Shit happens, baby. You know, the, 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 the security before 9-11 was fine. They, you know, hijackings were almost... You never saw anything hijacked anymore, you know? I mean, hijackings were just Liam Neeson movies. That's it. The hijackings were not very common, especially within the States. You never see hijacking anymore. I mean, that security was getting really good. They were really good at what they did. And then 9-11 happened, and they, they, once again, it was the overreach. We have to do something. We're going to overreach. And it was the TSA, which has been a big waste of money, so expensive. And, you know, they've often sent inspectors in undercover, and they get through with guns and bombs and all this crap. So it's not even, it's not even efficient. And then they did the shoe thing, which, of course, has nothing to do with 9-11. Remember, the shoe bomber was later, that idiot who almost burned his foot off. That's as far as he got with it. And so they said, oh, you know, now, once again, dumb, no common sense, overreach. Well, okay, now that someone's thought of that, now we're going to have people take their shoes off as though it's going to happen again. I mean, once it happens and you know you're looking for it, they're not going to try it again. It's ridiculous. Once they've, you have to know what they're doing before they do it. Once they do something, 
Once they fly planes into a building, it's over. They, you, they beat you. You have to get them before they do something. You have to be steps ahead of them, not behind them. We're constantly behind everything. We're behind everything. Whether it's terrorism, COVID, we're behind everything. Therapeutics, way behind. Way behind where we should be on therapeutics. Thousands of people, I agree, Rand Paul said he believes thousands of people a month die because we're so behind on therapeutics because they don't want, all they want to talk about is vaccines and not therapeutics. So, it's the same thing with the terrorism. I mean, 9-11 happened, you know, and at that point, basically, you just have to beef up the security a little bit, make sure it's tight. But that's it. That's it. You can't constantly start making quality of life. Uh, the quality of life in this country, in this world, is awful. It's awful. And we said, well, we're not going to terrorists take away our freedoms. Well, but they do. The terrorists have taken away our freedoms. The virus has taken away freedom. A virus can't take away freedoms. But politicians can. A virus can't destroy lives for two years. A virus doesn't have the power to destroy the world. Politicians do. And politicians have. Politicians have. The virus has not destroyed the fabric of society for the last two years. Politicians have. And policies have. And it goes the same thing with, 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 the, with the Patriot Act and and the TSA, and all this crap. What common sense is there that if you're 75 or older, you don't got to take off your shoes? So if I want to be a ter- if I want to terrorize something, I'm going to hire a 75-year-old if I want to stick something in their shoe. How stupid is it? There are no 75-year-old terrorists? There are no older terrorists? I mean, there's a 77-year-old president and 81-year-old senile NIH guy, so there's no, there are no 75-year-old terrorists available? See, there's no common sense to any of this. There's no, whether it's whether it's the nine eleven stuff, whether it's TSA, whether it's COVID policy, there's no common sense, and there's no rhyme or reason. Rhyme or reason. There's no consistency. There's no through line with any of it. It's all pick out of your ass. Let's pick stuff out of our ass that kind of sounds good. That kind of makes it look like we're doing something. We're being proactive when you're not. You're being reactive. You got to be proactive, not reactive. What we do here is we overreact. We're reactive, we overreact, and that's our problem. That's our problem. And what we end up doing with everything is making the cure worse than the disease. With everything, we make life worse than it would have been if we did nothing. That's what we keep doing. That's what we keep doing, and it's driving me crazy. Does it drive you crazy? If it drives you crazy, I'd like to hear it from you. I'd like to hear from you if it drives you crazy. So there's London Breed, but going back to San Francisco again. Let's, let's travel on our plane. Back to San Francisco. And uh, due to the ongoing surge... Yeah, so the ongoing surge of COVID-19... I don't understand. I'm confused. Let me take a sip of water. How is there an ongoing surge here? How is there an ongoing surge in the city that was shut down, the first city to shut down... For the longest period of time, pretty hardcore year-long shutdown, lockdown, imprisonment. Masks for, let's see, masks for 15 months, and then no masks for six weeks, and now masks for five months. So masks for 20 months out of about 21 and a half months. The most masking of anywhere in the country. The most masking of anywhere in the country here in, in good old San Francisco. California is the, the most mass state, and San Francisco is the most mass city in the most mass state. 
So I don't understand how cases are surging. <laughs> all the stuff, there shouldn't be any cases left. What, what? I don't understand. It was all supposed to get rid of COVID. How can cases be surging almost two years later? And this is what, surge number 72, 75? I, can't, I, keep, I keep losing track. What? I don't understand. We've been doing masks, and we did lockdowns, and we're doing vaccine passports, and we're doing vaccine mandates. So how are cases surging? I'm confused. What's going on? I am so confused. Let me guess. For the shit libs in San Francisco, you mean cases would really surge without the stuff? It would be a, a surgy surgy surge? Idiots. Total morons. Why? Because it doesn't work. Because vaccines don't stop transmission. Because vaccine passports don't stop transmission. Because vaccines don't stop transmission. Because vaccine mandates can't stop transmission. Because vaccines don't stop transmission. So vaccine passports don't stop transmission. So we get surges. Even here. And masks, of course, don't stop transmission. Masks do, <laughs> masks, uh, do actually in- encourage transmission of, of lunacy. Did you see that crazy Karen woman? on the airline where she got mad at the guy for actually taking down his mask while he was eating. She went nuts and she was on Baywatch in 1996. And she went crazy on him. And he just pointed at her and said, shut up, you Karen, which I thought was great. Which I thought was great. And now she's been arrested. She, she hit him or something. This is nutty. This is, this is craziness. You see, this is what's happened. The government... Has made our has made people's brains deteriorate. They become like fear vessels, vessels of fear, vessels of fear, vessels of neurotic fear, vessels of neurotic fear, OCD hypochondriacs. It's all wrapped up in one. It really is. They're fearful. They're hypochondriacs. They have obsessive compulsive disorder. They're neurotic. And it's all because of the government. It's not because of the virus. It's not because of the virus. I'm not like that. Are you like that? And we're both living with the virus. Heck, there are people who have had the virus who are more normal than people who haven't had the virus. So I, I don't. It, it's it's the government. It's the policies. It's the constant media. It's the constant media focus on COVID and COVID and Delta, and Delta and Omicron and what comes after Omicron. And Biden with his inane testing of people with no symptoms. Hey, I want to go to the doctor. I feel great. You see, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it in, in terms where let's pretend it's not COVID, okay? Who, who says, you know, I, I feel great. I'm going to go get tested for tuberculosis tomorrow. I feel great. I'm going to go to the doctor. I feel great. In fact, I'll do it every other week. I'm not talking about a checkup. A yearly checkup is something you do whether you feel good or not. I'm talking about constant testing. Do you do that? Do we do it with anything else in life? Anything else that's even transmissible? You know, I feel great, but you know what? I feel great. I feel absolutely great, but I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow and make sure I don't have, uh, I'm going to make sure I don't have tuberculosis. In fact, I'm going to get tested every couple of weeks. I'm going to get tested every, and I'm not talking about testing for STDs, which people should do if they're active every six months or so. I'm talking about Feeling good, no symptoms, perfectly healthy, and thinking, I got to get in line for it. I got to get in line. I got to get in line for a test. I got to get in line for a test just in case. 
And once again, asymptomatic spread has been proven to be total bullshit. So don't give me the asymptomatic spread. Oh, something you could have no symptoms. And then, no, no. You have no symptoms, you're not transmitting anything, okay? We know that. We've known, we knew it before they talked about it. We knew it was a controlling device. There is no asymptomatic spread. Like any virus, there's symptomatic spread. Like any virus, there's a window where you're symptomatic, where you spread it the most, and it's usually a fairly short window, okay? It's usually when the virus is at its peak, and you're at peak symptoms, just before actually peak symptoms, okay? There's no such thing as asymptomatic. It doesn't exist. COVID's not a special virus, okay? It's not the first virus in the history of mankind that is asymptomatic. There is no asymptomatic spread. If you don't have symptoms, you are healthy. If you don't have symptoms, your viral load is so small, you're not going to transmit it. It's like people who have HIV who are undetectable. They're not go- they, still, they have the HIV in them. They're HIV positive. But they're undetectable and they cannot spread it. You understand? There is no asymptomatic spread of COVID. That is fake. It is a fake made-up thing by Fauci and company. So there's no reason to get tested. There's no reason to get tested unless you feel sick. And even if you feel sick, what's the point? What is the point? You feel sick, whether it's COVID or, or flu or bronchitis, you stay home until you feel better and have no symptoms. Whatever happened to common sense? Whatever happened to common sense, common decency? I'm sick. I'm not going to spread it to you. So I'm not going to go near you till I feel better. I'm not going to go into work till I feel better. I'm not going to go to school till I feel better. I'm not going to go out dancing at a club like London Breed till I feel better. Common sense. Common sense. If we keep allowing asymptomatic testing and we're getting positives, whether they're real positives or phony positives, with no symptoms, this will never end because they keep counting cases and not hospitalizations or deaths. So as long as they keep counting cases, you're going to have tons of cases because people are going to go, have no symptoms, and test positive. And that, an asymptomatic positive, is equal to a symptomatic positive. It's equal to a very sick positive. It doesn't make any sense at all. That someone with no symptoms we put on the same level as someone with symptoms or severe symptoms. Now, if you stop counting cases, if, you, if they say cases don't matter anymore, which they're not going to do because they want the cases to matter so they can keep the control. They want, if they say cases don't matter anymore, they've lost control. Because then people are just going to look at hospitalizations and deaths and they're going to say, oh, those are way down. It's not an issue anymore. It's not an epidemic anymore, which is not. What makes something epidemic is deaths. Deaths make something an epidemic. Not sniffles. Not asymptomatic cases. There's no asymptomatic case epidemic. If COVID from day one was 99% asymptomatic, there'd be no epidemic. Epidemic is because people dying. People die around the world. In huge numbers, something becomes an epidemic. As long as they keep counting cases, you are crazy to go get tested if you're healthy and have no symptoms. You're insane and you're feeding into the system of, of insanity. You're feeding into the system of government control over our lives. That's what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing.
It's not about prevention. Yeah, it is about prevention. It's about preventing us from getting back to normal. You are preventing us from getting back to normal if you get tested and you are feeling perfectly healthy. And once again, even if you're having, if you have the sniffles, why would you get tested? You probably have Omicron or not, or, or just a flu or just a cold. So what? What are you going to do? Jump off a building? What are you going to do? If you're just positive, what are you going to do? Go into a hole for 14 days? You don't go out and associate with other people until you feel better. You don't need a test. You don't need a test. You're just feeding into what the government wants, what the Democratic government wants, what Joe Biden wants, what Tony Fauci wants, which is an endless number of surging cases so they can continue to take your freedoms away, continue to put their feet in your face, their heel in your throat. That has annoyed me from day one. The idea of healthy people being made to feel diseased. Healthy people being made to feel physically, emotionally, psychologically, and mentally sick. That is, how, how sick is that? That the government has done that to people. Done that to millions of people for almost two years now. It makes me sick to my stomach. <sighs> what else are we talking about today? What do you want to talk about today? Is there something you want to talk about? Let's see. What else is there to talk about? Oh, well, yes, there is. There's uh, actually quite a bit more to talk about, even outside of the craziness that's continuing to go on with, with COVID. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what's amazing is that they're talking now about a Republican takeover in, let's see, how many months is it now? Well, January, so let's say, let's say about 11 months, right? About 11 months, less than 11 months, actually. Um, anyway, in November, um, a, a Republican takeover that could be 100 seats, 100 seat turnaround, which would be amazing. It really would. Now, what really bugs me is that they're not talking about why. Well, they, they have the wrong reasons why. Yes, 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 inflation's a big part of it. Yes, I know it's the economy, stupid. But a huge problem is the handling of COVID. And they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about how people don't want to see their freedoms taken away. They don't want to see the freedoms of their friends being taken away. They don't want to see, they haven't been able to visit their grandparents for two years. They don't want some guy on television sanctioned by the federal government telling people that they can't celebrate the holidays yet again. They don't want this anymore. They don't want it anymore. They don't want the endless mandates. They don't want being told they have to have a vaccine to make a living. They don't want to be told they have to have a vaccine to be a cop. They don't want to be told they have to have a vaccine to be in the military. This, I believe, is the number one issue. Underreported, under-talked about. Because politicians like to talk about the same things over and over, right? They talk about inflation. They talk about the economy. They talk about all that stuff. They'll always talk about that. They'll say, oh, the economy, inflation... To believe Afghanistan is a bigger issue than COVID is ridiculous. Of course it's not. Afghanistan's an issue with some people. But of course it's not the issue that COVID mishandling has been. That will be the number one reason. And I want to hear Republicans talking about that more. 
I want to hear Republicans. I want to hear Republicans fighting back against this stuff more when this is the reason why they're going to win. If you know, this is the reason why they're going to win. Until they grasp that, they're not going to really understand what's happening. They need to fight back. I'm not just talking about a, a remark here and there from Cruz, and the only one who's really gone to the mat on this stuff is uh, Rand Paul because he's more of a libertarian. But we, we need the Republicans to really hit this now. For this. We're going into 2022, the election year. They need to hit this. They need to hear the overreach. They hit the overreach. They need to hit it. They need to absolutely talk about it. It's a winning, winning issue. Do you want to control your own life or do you want the government to control it? For it. Do you want the government to control your life? Which one do you want? It's simple. See how simply is that put into a TV ad? If you want to control your own life, and if you want to have say in your child's lives, vote for Republicans. If you want that big daddy Biden government, the big guy, controlling your life, and telling your kids what to do, not allowing you to have control over your child's life, your child's freedoms, your child's education, then vote for Democrats. It's a simple choice. That choice is easy. You know who's going to win with that choice. And Republicans in the latest poll were up 10 points. That's a lot. 10 points in the generic poll is a lot. That would equal about a 100-seat turnaround. Just about. They could figure it's about, one, it's about 10 seats for every one point. So right now it's about 100 seats. You know, so you have to really understand why you're winning and you have to keep beating that like a dead horse. And you'll win by an even bigger margin. All right? So Republicans out there, understand what's going on. Understand what's going on. If it's about the economy, it's all a result of the COVID regulations. All a result of the, of, the, uh, of the mitigation, in quote, methods. All a result of overreach. Anyway, that's uh, and let's be heard for today. I'm Mike Atropoli, and I'll speak to you next time. Thanks for listening.